You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. I'm Allison Klein. You can follow me on Facebook at Allison Mira Klein and on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. Today's going to be a really interesting show. There's events happening in Vancouver all about Global Accessibility Week, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, a lot more accessibility and awareness for people with disabilities because we're in a time of COVID. And so we are now able to reach more people. It's awesome. So the first event that I'm going to talk today is the Accessible Revolver Theatre Festival that is happening now. Totally cool. Go check it out. There's a bunch of plays and talks about disability, all different types of disability. So much fun. But first, let's play our intro theme song, Possibilities by Key Sarah.
The song you just heard is Possibilities by Key Sarah. Key Sarah is a mother-daughter duo from Ontario, and the daughter who is singing is on the autism spectrum. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO 100.5 FM with Allison Klein. The first person I have on is Amy Amity, who is one of my friends. She is super cool. She does so many things. She's an advocate for the disability community. She also hosts the Soapbox Radio, which is on Wednesdays on Co-op Radio. So she does so much, but she is also the accessibility coordinator for the Revolver Theater Festival this year, which is happening right now. Go check it out. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on my show again. No problem, Allison. It's always great to be invited. Oh my goodness. So let's start off the bat. Why is the Revolver Theatre Company being so accessible this year? What was their motive of bringing in people with disabilities and making it so accessible? Well, I think what I can share with you and... um... Uh, I'm I'm very new to this role, but I'm committed to coming back next year for the Revolver Festival 2022. So Up in the Air Theatre Company is the company that is putting on the, the festival. And this year's festival is a bit of a different... Um, it's a bit of a different vibe for Up in the Air Theatre. So this year, because of the pandemic, it's all virtual. Uh, last year's was virtual as well, but this year they decided to focus on up-and-coming artists, focus on artists who are doing experimental work, artists who are um, doing work in progress. Uh, So a lot of these pieces aren't finalized. So for example, uh, there's a really great stage reading called Anna Saves the Marsh, written by uh, somebody who's on the autism spectrum. And uh, his name is Adam Adam Schwartz out of uh, Alberta. And, um, you know, so this will be like a 45 minute reading of, of his, his piece that he's written called Anna Saves the Marsh. And if we were in a theater environment, we may consider this a, a quote workshop. So it's an, it's a, it's a place for, for the artist to let their piece live and, um, you know, maybe collect any feedback, see how it resonates with people as they are developing a project. Um, so that's just one example. So everybody who's a part of this festival this year um, is is either an up and coming or has a project in development that they're working on and it's at a certain stage. And a lot of folks uh, this year are, are identifying with disability. So, Allison, as you mentioned, some of the talks are around dyslexia in the um you know, the artistic industry uh, or around mental illness uh, within the arts um, by those folks creating their artistic practice. So I think it was just really important for the festival to make sure that there was a platform for voices to be heard, all voices. Uh, So you're going to find a multi, a mix of multidisciplinary and artists in this space this year uh, from all sorts of different backgrounds. And of course, uh, accessibility has always been a high priority for Up in the Air Theatre and the Revolver Festival. Uh, so we're offering um, ASL, we're offering closed captions, 
uh, automated closed captions, I guess I should specify. Some programming lends itself to being low vision friendly and some programming lends itself to being what uh, what up in the air theater calls extra live, which is a bit like a relaxed performance. You can you know keep your camera off or on, come and go as you please. Um, and the website also has content warnings for all of these pieces. So if you find that you're somebody who can be triggered by certain discussions, you can read content warnings um, for various pieces to decide whether it's something you want to dive further into in, in terms of exploring. So that's what we're offering this year. That's amazing. I know with me having that relaxed performance, being able to come in and out as I please, having my camera off really helps just lower my anxiety. I don't have to sit in the dark so much. That's another big issue. Yep. Don't have to feel like you're overly stimulated. You can walk away if you need to walk away. Yeah, those are all great things. And these are all all um, part of the access. I'm going to call it the access suite of services that um, that re- that the Revolver Festival has uh, pretty much always offered and will continue to offer in a live setting, of course, as well, when, when we're all able to meet live in person again. That would be a, the day to be able to meet all live again. Has it been difficult to make this more accessible over Zoom, considering the pandemic? Well, I suppose that the gift and the curse of Zoom, right? Like there are good things and bad things about, and not just, you know, we're not targeting Zoom in particular, but any of these online platforms that uh, are offering people opportunities to to meet digitally. There, you know, the, the great thing about it is, is that, we've been able to reach folks in communities outside of the lower mainland. So, you know, the revolver festival would typically be in person at the Colch um, in Vancouver. And, you know, if you live in Abbotsford, that's maybe not so easy to get to. If you live in Prince George, you're never coming pretty much right. If you live in Toronto, you know, there's no, there's no chance. And so putting the, the content online means that we are able to offer this, to anybody who has access to, you know, internet basically, um, and can access the content. So Zoom and other platforms like it have opened up a world of options for accessibility. And and certainly there are lots of folks who are really interested in art, but are um, isolated or are recluse or living in rural parts of of our country and our communities. And so uh, also there are folks that have disabilities that aren't able to get to a theater in the same way as air quotes traditionally people would do. So I think that that the platform has offered opportunity to connect with other audiences, which is fantastic. But as you point out, Allison, you know, it, it, the Zoom fatigue thing that that's being coined is a real thing. And sometimes you're just like, that's it. I can't sit in front of my computer for another minute. Um, so I think, you know, the festival recognizes both of those things. I think that's also been recognized in how they have um, organized the the layout, you know, the, which nights, uh, which shows are being played, so it doesn't feel like it's a bombardment of stuff. Um, and so I think that 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 all takes into consideration the accessibility. So has it been hard? Um, you know, there are always challenges and learning curves, but I think there are beautiful silver linings to be recognized as well. Everything comes with not only the downside but also the upside as well. It's difficult to to be on zoom and you can't 
said another minute, but at the same time, there's more accessibility. What are some of the upsides that you've seen since you've started this job? Well, certainly I think the building of community is an upside, the bringing together of folks in spaces that would traditionally not be in spaces together, perhaps. Um, you know, in, in, in some of my work over digital platforms, I've been able to connect with artists from Ireland and from Australia and you know, like we're in the same room with each other. And I, and I likely would not have explored those options before. So I think that's, that's really one of the silver linings that I appreciate the most. And I think from, you know, the perspective of an artist, I'm also an artist, but there are other artists with disabilities that haven't been um, able to access traditional platforms. It's not so easy to just get a theater booking and to put whatever you've created onto a stage. There are many barriers to doing that, but if you can create something digitally, you know, and, and have the the, the um, opportunity to put it out there into the world in a digital platform, um, you can reach audiences and it gives more opportunities for artists to to explore, um, you know, digital media arts too. So for some artists who have been in very physical mediums, you know, uh, this pandemic has been an opportunity to explore media arts, which just sort of grows and flexes your muscle of an art as an artist. It does. It really grows and flexes your muscle as an artist. I've seen that also with my own radio show. It has been able, made me become able to grow and flex my ability to make my own podcast and radio show. Ah, awesome. Did you know that Vancouver Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members? This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. All different, all the time. Listening to CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM and The Self Advocate with your host, Allison Klein. Right now, I'm in the middle of talking with Amy Amity, who is an artist, a performer, a person with a disability, a self-advocate. She has so many hats, a podcaster. The list goes on. Oh, Allison will be here all day if you read out the whole list. <laughs> she also is the accessibility coordinator for the Revolver Theater Festival, which is running right from the Up in the Air Theater Company. So many cool things happening right now for accessibility and disability for this festival. It's an amazing thing. I'm attending, I think, all of them. It's going to be so much fun. So what show are you looking forward to the most, Amy? Well, that's not fair. You can't ask me to pick just one, but I could share some highlights with you. 
um, for folks. Yeah, share some highlights. Yeah, for folks who are interested. And again, um, you know, upinthe'airtheater.com is where you can find all of the information. Or you could Google Revolver Festival 2021. It'll get you to the same place. Um, but some interesting things to look out for. And, and again, I guess we should point out that the festival started on May the 19th and goes until June the 6th. And um, so I already mentioned Anna Saves the March, which I think is going to be a really interesting uh, piece of art to keep, you know, to keep track of and to check in on. And um, I think that folks might be interested in what Catfish is uh, presenting. So Catfish is, um, it's, it's a, it's an excerpt from a piece that's being worked on. And um, there's a couple of local uh, community folks. So Simran Gill, who is a, a part of the deaf community and, uh, and her colleague, uh, Jess, Amy, Shed, uh, the two of them are doing this uh, presentation called Catfish uh, on May the 30th. It's going to be at 7 p.m. and it's going to have a talk back. And part of what they're doing is sharing an excerpt of a larger play that they're in development for. Um, so there'll be a little bit of scene work and then there'll be uh, a presentation on what's happening in deaf arts right now, which I think is super fascinating because Catfish is written by a deaf artist who uses ASL, this particular production will have ASL integration, uh, which is totally cool. Uh, and then there's going to be a talk back. Uh, so you can ask the artist questions. And a lot of these presentations have artist talk, talk backs. So another one that I think folks might be super interested in is a talkback called Not So Stupid, which sold out its first event. So I think we've opened up a second event. Um, but folks, if they're interested, should check it out. And this is a talkback on, it's an, it's an artist panel discussion about dyslexia in the arts and how that impacts artists. Um, so there, I mean, there's lots of stuff, Allison, I could go on and on and on. Real Talks is a great, uh, great one to check out as well. And it will uh, be talking a lot about mental illness in the arts. Um, so yeah, there's a whole list of stuff to check out on the website and I encourage people to do that. So amazing. It's really well done. And when I hear about dyslexia in the arts and how it impacts people, I think of Henry Winkler, who was the Fonz in Happy Times. Happy Days. Happy Days. And I watched a documentary about him and he talked about how being diagnosed with dyslexia as an adult when his son was diagnosed dyslexia and how that really transformed how he he played all of his characters and all of his work as an actor because before that he really struggled with dyslexia well this this particular session not so stupid is going to um, cover topics including accessibility accommodations and neurodiversity in the arts and supports and resources and strategies, um, you know, all from the, sh the sharing perspective of artists that live with dyslexia. Um, so, I, I, you know, and an opportunity to ask questions. And if you are an artist that identifies with, with neurodiversity or with dyslexia, you know, this is, I think, something that 
will resonate with you because it's just not a it's not a conversation we talk about a lot uh, in in public spaces. Those of us who identify as neurodivergent talk about it a lot. Um, I know because I'm one of them. But um, you know, it's not not necessarily something you find on a virtual platform that is available to the public. And everything that's a part of this year's festival is free. So all you need to do is register for the events. Some of them have maximum capacities, like if they're a workshop or a talk, uh, you know, it, it's not an unlimited sort of ticketed event, but they're all free of charge. Of course, you know, the Revolver Festival would love a donation or two if you feel that, that you're capable of doing that. Um, that would be much appreciated, but uh, not expected. So that is another way of making the festival accessible to folks is by bringing down the barrier of, of, of the finance of it all. One last question before the listener can find out how to find the Revolver Festival and how to find you, Amy. What's one piece of advice you would give to a neurodivergent or person with a disability who wants to become an artist, a performer, or an actor? Well, that's a very big question, Allison. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking it because... The truth is, is that the arts industry can, it can be scary. Um, there are lots of systems in place that don't necessarily understand the lived experience of disability. And so a part of being an artist is, a, is, um, is, is being a self-advocate and what a timely discussion to have on this particular show, the self-advocate. But, you know, when you go into an audition, for example, um, you know, those particular directors and, and artistic directors that are, are auditioning you are not necessarily going to have a relationship with the lived experience of disability. So, you know, the systems are in place to benefit them and, and for a reason. But if you can't, you know, submit a monologue or um, show up for an audition on a, on a time schedule. Um, so, uh, you know, there are lots of barriers and, 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 it, and it depends on what kind of arts um medium you're involved in. In, in film and television, for example, when you audition, the industry is just ripe with rejection and you have to just know that if you're rejected, it's not personal, right? Uh, and so even that from a from a perspective of disability, it, we often take things to heart when, you know, that we're not good enough because that's sort of the way society has painted us for a long time. And so recognizing, you know, when I audition for film and television and I don't book the job, that it's not, you know, that I wasn't good enough. That, you know, it's just there's so many people auditioning for the same kind of stuff. So I think my advice would be, if you love art, find a way to do it, right? Find a way that works for you, whatever the art medium is, whether you want to learn to paint or learn to sculpt or, you know, I don't know, learn to crochet. It's all considered art. And there are ways of being able to, to do it. And, um, you know, if you're an artist that identifies with, disability, you can check out Kickstart Disability Arts and Culture. You can check out Real Wheels Theatre um, and find out if there are ways for you to get involved uh, if you're interested in the performing arts. So that's, I think, where, where I mean, I could go on and on, Allison, but I think that's that's enough sort of food for thought for your your listeners to, to think about if they want to get involved in arts. I think Kickstart and Real Wheels are amazing organizations for people with disabilities, especially for artists. So great places to start. And of course, one of your places that you also work with is uh, Vocal Eye. Yes. Another shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Vocal Eye has been doing 
so Vocalize provides description for folks who are blind and partially sighted. And during the pandemic, we've been doing a weekly Wednesday night weekly uh, watch party, basically, uh, where we provide accessible art content. So it could be a play with description. It could be a stage reading. It could be an audio drama. It could be a virtual tour. But we describe it all so that it's it's accessible to an audience of folks that uh, are blind and partially sighted. So every Wednesday we do that. So if you're interested in that, vocalei.ca, V-O-C-A-L-E-Y-E.ca. How can the listener find Revolver Theatre Company and Up in the Air Theatre Company? So the Revolver Festival, which is put on by Up in the Air Theatre Company, can be found at www.upintheair, all one word, up in the air, sorry, it's up, it's up in the air theatre dot com up in the air theater dot com um, or if uh, if it's too many letters for you to type as I know sometimes it is for folks uh, to be accessible you can literally Google Revolver Festival 2021 and it'll pop up with the same address so those are those are the e- the easiest ways of being able to uh, to find the festival and then there's a an accessibility tab there's ASL videos that uh, that are sharing some of the content because a lot of it is is written content. And as we all know, folks that are ASL users are not necessarily uh, English text readers. So you'll find uh, ASL videos uh, that unpack the same information that's available to those who can read the text. Um, and there's, yeah, so there's an accessibility page and it will lay out for you each presentation and what accessibility features are offered for each of those presentations. How can the listener find you, Amy, and all of the work that you do, the amazing work that you do? Well, I suppose I'm not as um, uh, savvy with social media as I should be. And it's just because I get a little bit too busy to learn it all. But also because of my legal blindness, some of it's just not accessible for me to access. Um, But the easiest place to find me is just on Facebook. And it's Amy Amanti. Uh, that's, that's where you look me up on Facebook and, um, I post about the things that I'm doing and and the work that I'm doing. And, uh, but other than that, that's, that's really, I think it's really just the best, the best place to, to find me. If you have any questions about accessibility in the arts, that's the, that's the place to find me. Or your podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, my podcast. Wow. Thank you for that, Allison, as you're, as you're plugging all of the things that I do. My podcast is called Accessing Art with Amy. It's an original podcast under the Accessible Media Inc. umbrella, and it can be found on any place that you subscribe to your podcast. So Accessing Art with Amy, and we focus on the intersection of art and disability. Um, so my guests come from all over the world and, um, you know, have a different art medium that they're exploring. So that's it's it's been a fun ride. It sounds like like a really fun ride. Oh, and Allison, I should tell you that um, Soapbox Radio, which you mentioned at the top of this, so under the co-op radio family of shows, um, I host Soapbox Radio, which has now changed its name. So we are no longer called Soapbox Radio. We're now called Access Radio. Uh, And again, it's a platform where anybody who has lived experience with disability of any kind can talk about anything they want. So it's a really big umbrella platform for all sorts of conversation around lived experience. That's awesome. When did that change? It just happened in the last in the last couple of weeks. So um, we were hearing from our listeners that Soapbox Radio was uh, a title that didn't identify with the content. Um, so 
you know, we kind of thought, well, what, how can we change it? Do you have any suggestions? And a lot of people put the word access into their suggestions. So many forms of access. And we just thought, well, access radio is a really short, simple thing that sort of identifies the whole umbrella, right? So uh, access radio is our, is our new show title. That's great. It warms my heart. Thank you so much, Amy, for doing this and being such on the fly. Yeah. Don't change your channel. Don't go away. There will be more stuff coming up in the next half hour of my show. I'm going to talk with the Easter Seals about the Red Shirt Day. So don't change that channel because there will be more coming up on The Self-Advocate with your host, Alison Klein, on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. An idea worth stealing. Vancouver's original community radio station since 1975. You're listening to CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM and The Self-Advocate with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Facebook at Allison Mira Klein and on Instagram and Twitter oh. at Allison Mira. Today's episode, there's so many events happening in the disability community in not only Vancouver, but across Canada and around the world. There's Global Access Day, there's or National Accessibility Week that's happening right now. We just heard from Amy Amanti about the Revolver Theatre Festival, which is also happening right now, and how accessible that is going on, and how accessible it is. Another event that's happening is the Red Shirt Day that is being hosted by the Easter Seals organization, and that is across Canada. So right now, I'm going to be talking with Lisa Beck. He was the president and CEO of the Easter Seals of BC and the Yukon. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on my show and doing this with me. Thank you for having us today. It's great to be here. First off, what was the inspiration behind the Red Shirt Day? Why was it formed? Like, what was that? What was that inspiration? Yeah, great question. Um, we're happy to say that this is the third year and really it is um, an event day that we want to demark as um, a day that people can express um, their recognition of their awareness for um, the importance of accessibility in Canada, you know, building an inclusive and accessible Canada, creating social change really is a huge collaborative effort and significant way in the way we approach physical, social and attitudinal barriers that currently exist for people living with a disability in this country. And our Red Shirt Day is a national effort. Um, it is held during National 
Accessibility Week, which is May 30th to June 5th this year, um, with the Red Shirt Day being on Wednesday, June 2nd. So um, we ask um, people within the community and who we can reach, um, think about this as being um, Red Shirt Day, Accessibility Day in your workplace, in your community, to show support for accessibility and inclusion. Um, and really it's a day to pledge our commitment to educate and inform ourselves um, on issues related to disability. Um, the latest uh, statistics for, for BC anyway is that 20% of our population identifies with having a physical or cognitive disability. And um, so it's a very important issue for sure. So this year, um, we're hoping, you know, uh, school uh, students, um, people in their workplaces, family, friends, um, hear about this wonderful uh, celebration and um, wear your wears their red shirt in support of this. Um, and we're asking people to post a selfie on that day or, or an ussy <laughs> with more than one people, peoples. <laughs> um, and you can uh, use the hash, hashtags, um, hashtag red shirt day, hashtag red for accessibility or hashtag Easter Seals BCY. Um, so that's how people can um, get involved and, and help us celebrate the awareness. You gave us me some statistics about having 20% of BC's population having either a cognitive or physical disability. Why should BC, the rest of BC's population, the general public care about people with disabilities? You know, I think um, really underlying to this is that we hope people change their attitudes about a person with a disability. You know, um, often um, people are discriminated against. Uh, it's a very vulnerable population. Um, and, you know, not only just from going down the street and encountering someone with a, a disability, but also in the workplace, encouraging businesses to hire people with disabilities. Um, they have just as many skills as, as anybody else in the population um, for a particular job that they are um, going for. So uh, we just want to really create that support for um, not, not discriminating against um, people and, and welcoming them as full and um, included community members. It's a huge topic and it's so difficult and to be included into the regular society. I, I've seen that where I've been also discriminated against because I have a disability, an invisible cognitive disability. So back to Red Shirt Day, it is an awareness day. Since its beginning and it's, been, it's now the third year, what have you seen positives, changes due to this day and this awareness? Well, I think um, so many 
so many things are coming to light um, in general in our communities and and disabilities is is so I think that the goal um, for for any groups that are are looking for more inclusion um, and you know really an, an equal playing ground for for anybody um, and that includes from you know volunteering to um, just simply being a community member uh, in your local supermarket and not discriminating against them um, in the workplace and considering um, a person with a disability that has um, the qualification and skill just the same as anybody else, um, but to not discriminate against them because perhaps they would need um, one minor special accommodation at their work at their at their place of of work um, at their desk um, and it's it's an easy thing to do to be inclusive but it takes um, a, a shift I believe in our culture and, and the way pe people think feel and and treat individuals uh, with physical or cognitive disabilities Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM is political. Co-op Radio is poetry. Co-op Radio is tango. Co-op Radio is gay. Ecology. Comedy. Feminism. Philosophy. Yoga. Reggae. Bicycles. Trade unions. Gospel. Live. Local. Asian. African. Vancouver Co-op Radio is community. Your community. Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM, all different, all the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate with your host, Allison Klein, on CFRO Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM. You can find me on Facebook at Allison Mira Klein and on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. You're locked in right now listening to my interview with Lisa Beck. We're talking about Red Shirt Day, which is a campaign brought by the Easter Seals of Canada. Lisa is the president and CEO of Easter Seals of British Columbia and the Yukon. So a Red Shirt Day is a big campaign for awareness about disabilities. It is being held during the National Accessibility Awareness Week totally cool very different idea and having a red shirt day brings a lot of awareness have you seen lisa any difficulties in your work or any negative parts due to red shirt day um any negative aspects of it um i i i can't say that i have i think um many of the efforts we've, we've made um, to include uh, people and ask people to help us spread this important 
um, message, including yourselves. So thank you for having us on uh, this radio show and reaching even more people. One of the tactics we took this year um, as a pilot year, we invited um, students from across BC to participate in a flag design contest. And um, what we had asked of the students is for them to design a flag using the theme, making BC and Yukon a better place to live and an accessible society. And the artwork and the commitment from the students and teachers for this project was really, truly amazing. As a first year out of the gate, we had over 600 entries from students across the province. And um, although unfortunately we can't show you the amazing designs that these youth came up with over the radio, um, perhaps I can share some of the words that came along to describe um, what uh, accessibility meant to them and what was the uh, sort of underground underlying foundation of, of um, what they were thinking as they created their flag. Would that be okay to share a few words with you? Of course. So one of the students wrote, my design represents that everyone should go through their life every day with minimal difficulties to activities. Everyone should be able to enjoy life's beauty no matter, ex no matter what their extra difficulties um, that the society gives to us. So at the end of the day, everyone is content and happy. And here's another one. My flag represents that it is okay to be different and that you should embrace who you really are. Other people should not make fun of people with disabilities. We are all in this world together. We might look, not look the same on the outside, but we are all the same on the inside. It doesn't matter what your ability is. What matters is that we all get treated equally. So just a couple of examples of um, pretty powerful messages of um, the students as they describe their entries. Um, it was a contest, so the winner receives um, some cash for their classroom to purchase some educational materials. Um, we're creating a large flag in the design um, of the student and we'll be distributing those um, across uh, our partners in the province um, to bring awareness. Uh, that way we'll be creating maybe small versions of the flag and, and share them with donors and, and other people who support us and stakeholders. Um, the student will receive um, a large flag themselves. Hopefully the school will fly it. Um, as well as we're giving pizza parties to uh, the winning class, as well as the, the runner-ups, which were, there were many. So we're hoping to be able to do pizza parties for um, 30 or 40 classes across BC that were part of this. And, um, you know, as a first year out, it was an incredible success. And um, as I said, we were truly blown away by the 
heartfelt um, thoughts that went into creating the accessibility flags from the students. And I, I think that's a, a, a wonderful sign that um, the message is getting out there. It's getting into the minds of our youth and um, it's just gonna help us to reach that goal um, in a bigger way. I love pizza parties. That was one of my favorite things as a kid, as a classroom, having a pizza party. Pizza is so good. <laughs> yes. So that's a great incentive to make these flags. Oh, so much fun. Absolutely, yes. One last question before the listener finds out how to hear about the, or how to get in touch with Red Shirt Day. What's one piece of advice you would give to the general public for awareness about Red Shirt Day and about having more equality for people with disabilities? Well, the symbolism of wearing a red shirt in support of National Accessibility Week and Red Shirt Day really is a sign to everybody else in the community. They'll ask questions. Why um, are you wearing this shirt today? Um, because maybe it's not a, a particular color or, or a t-shirt that they, they may have been known to wear. So they know that it's, it's, um, it stands for something and um, it will get people talking. It'll get people um, becoming more aware of the issue. And, you know, as much as um, it's, well, that sounds kind of fun to participate in, it, it really just takes that, that easy step. And each and every person that chooses to participate will help us grow that awareness exponentially. Um, we can't do it alone. And it does take, as I said in the beginning, a huge collaborative effort to help us shift the way um, we approach physical and social barriers that exist for people living with disabilities in this country. Another question I just, just came into my head. What's one piece of advice to a person with a disability who wants to become an advocate? What would you give to them? Well, for sure, um, being associated with organizations like ours that um, um, want to promote the awareness. Um, we have volunteer opportunities. We have program opportunities that um, people can attend and um, learn skill building um, items. We also have a lot of, of social connecting um, within our community that we serve. And um, obviously it, We've had to do that in a different way over this time of COVID. And so we've shifted a lot of our, most of our programming to an online format, which um, has actually been a good thing that's come out of this, this uh, pandemic. And it's made us change and respond so that we can serve people um, and reach people in a different way and have people come together, albeit online. And 
you know, it, it's a programming arm that is just expanding like crazy with Easter seals that we absolutely never expected. Maybe we would have eventually got to doing more um, online programming, but um, having to sort of be a little forced to get uh, super innovative and um, take the bull by the horns and, and pivot and do this kind of programming work in a, in a new way has been um, a huge benefit out coming out of it, um, which is really great. And it's something we're gonna continue to do. Um, does, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I got a little yes. sidetracked. <laughs> How can people find Red Shirt Day and get involved? And how can people find Easter Seals of BC and the Yukon? So um, uh, our website is Easter Seals with an S, bcy.ca. I'm sure if you uh, Googled Easter Seals BC, uh, we would pop up. Um, and on there, we do have all the information about National Accessibility Week, as well as uh, specifically Red Shirt Day. We've got all the hashtags and things and um, show how um, people can be involved and definitely posting the, the selfie or group photo um, of anybody that does choose to participate will help us go even further to uh, create uh, an amazing awareness day. So um, thank you to anybody that's listening and um, is thinking that this might be a, a cool thing to do for you or your family or workplace. Please join us. Um, it's easterseelsbcy.ca. Thank you so much, Lisa, for taking your time and talking with me. And thank you for being so accommodating with all of the technological stuff <laughs> it's the age we live in thank you very much for having us thank you this has been the self-advocate on cfro co-op radio 100.5 fm with your host allison klein you can find me on facebook at allison mira klein and on instagram and twitter at Allison Mira. If you missed any part of this show or want to listen to this show again, you can find it on anchor.fm forward slash Allison Klein or wherever you find your podcasts. To end out this show, let's play Better Miracle by Kiprios. Kiprios is a Vancouver-based rapper. Even though Kiprios does not have a disability, his song, Better Miracle, talks about having a better tomorrow, but not a miracle. Enjoy more programming, everyone. Today, my window, the sun came through.
Today was the day I thought I'd look to my window. Felt the pain that I knew. The sun heard about it when he came to, came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Today was the day that didn't need rain. My window looked to me to make a change. The sun rising to the occasion came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Oh, 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 oh. Within myself, I'm gonna be okay. Remember, back then I've come a long way. The dream may never ever be the same, but came true. Get here with you, and that'll do. I know the road I'm on is not an easy way. Remember that I will define the path I take. The dream, yeah, I'm a dreamer. What can I say? Came true. Get here with you, and that'll do. I feel it's in my fingers. I know it's in my soul now. Don't need, I don't need a miracle. Just want to get a bit better. I feel it's in my fingers. I know it's in my soul now. Don't need, I don't need a miracle. Just want to get a little better. Oh, oh, I'm not asking for a miracle. Oh, oh, just want to get a little bit better. Mattering in life. I feel it's in my fingers. I know it's in my soul now. Don't need, I don't need a miracle. Just want to get a little. 